Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of James with this message entitled, God Saves Only the Worst Sinners, preached October the 13th, 2013. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to James chapter 2, verse 25. The Lord saves only the worst sinners. And if you are not the worst sinner, he cannot save you. Thank God he saved us worst sinners in the whole world. It's a message of great hope. If you are the worst sinner... You came to the right place. Jesus Christ will save you. Jesus Christ is the only savior of the world. And only the worst sinners he saves. According to the Holy Bible, everyone is conceived in sin. Born sinners. And therefore practice daily sin. Professor John Murray said sin is against God. Against, against, against God. That's what sin is. Never underestimate sin. It is against God. And therefore God is against you, the sinner. His nature is sin. And he sins against an infinite personal, holy and creator God. So man's sin is infinite. And you pretend your sin is small. You don't understand. You are just stupid. Doesn't have much in the head. That's part of sin's effects. St. Paul calls himself the worst sinner saved by Jesus Christ. So were we all. Thank God for his great salvation. And a sinner realizes that he is the worst sinner only when he is convicted by the Holy Spirit. So first I want to speak to you about the faith of Rahab, the worst sinner. James has established the principle in 2, chapter 2, verse 24. What is the principle? That a man is justified, that is declared righteous by works and not by what's a faith alone. So he gives two illustrations. First, in chapter 2, verse 21 through 23, he proved this principle by the justification of our father Abraham. From Joshua chapter 24, we learn Abraham was the worst sinner. He was an idolater. Idol worship is worship of demons. As we read in 1 Corinthians 10. Therefore, all religions 
that does not worship Jesus Christ, they worship demons. Abraham was declared righteous by a faith that worked. A faith that obeyed God in a costly obedience of sacrifice his son, his only son. The son whom he loved, Isaac. Now James gives the second example of the justification of another worse sinner. Rahab the Canaanite, the prostitute, the Gentile. John Calvin says, James designedly puts together two persons so different in their character in order to show more clearly that no one whatever may have been his or her condition, nation or class in society has ever been counted righteous without good works. We read that Joshua sent out two spies to Jericho, a Canaanite city condemned to total destruction. Because in God's calendar, the iniquity of these people has reached its full measure. Genesis 15:16. The overarching purpose for sending the spies was to save Rahab and her entire household from utter destruction. For Rahab with her entire household were chosen in Christ before the creation of the world to be adopted as God's children. They were objects of God's mercy prepared in advance for glory, sir. So James asked the question. He asked a question in chapter 2 verse 2. 25 expecting an affirmative answer the question is in the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did and the response should be yes likewise Rahab the prostitute was justified by works when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off safely in a different direction. For background, please read Joshua 2 and 6, and also my book on Joshua. Yes, God saves only the worst sinners. Good news for sinful people of the world. In John 4, we read that Jesus had to go through Samaria there was a sinful woman there chosen by God for eternal salvation and glory Jesus saved her and her friends in Luke 7 we meet a sinful woman whose sins Jesus forgave in Luke 18 Jesus justified a publican in response to his prayer of faith In Luke 19, we see Jesus saving Zacchaeus, a chief tax collector, a great sinner. 
Jesus said, today salvation has come to this house. Jesus went to the region of the Gerasenes in search of one sinner possessed by a legion of demons. And he saved him and sent him as a missionary to his own Gentile people. Jesus saves the woman caught in the very act of adultery. He told her, neither do I condemn you, go and sin no more. Friends, his name is Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. God who justifies us also sanctifies us. He makes us holy to obey God. Listen to the verse from 1 Corinthians 6. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. That's his spirit. Saving. Worse sinners. Or listen to Paul. He who has been stealing must steal no longer. But let him work with his hands. Doing something useful that he may have something to share with those in need. Total change. From thief to one who gives to the needy. Yes, Rahab was the prostitute of Jericho. What happened to her infinite sins? Let me tell you, they were all forgiven. So we read in Isaiah 43, I even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Let's praise the Lord. And you recently read Jeremiah 50 verse 20. In those days at that time declares the Lord, search will be made for Israel's guilt, but there will be none. And for the sins of Judah, but none will be found, for I will forgive the remnant I spare. Yes, God saves the worst sinners who repent and believe in the God of Israel. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not 
to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God that is our righteousness, holiness and redemption. Zeros were sinners chosen by God, saved by Jesus, by his death on the cross. Rahab was forgiven of all her sins and so the Bible does not describe in detail all her immoral background. Forgiven, forgotten. Her living faith shines brightly against her dark background expressed in two words, the prostitute. These two words give hope for all sinners. Let us look back our own dark background and praise God for his great salvation. In the past, traveling merchants stayed in her house of ill repute. The house was built on the city wall. These traveling merchants brought news from far places like Egypt. So she learned from them the news of certain miracles God of Israel performed in punishing Egypt. How this true God dried up the Red Sea and brought out his people from the slavery of Egypt and how the Egyptian army he destroyed in the waters of the Red Sea. That was over 30 years in the past. In recent times, she heard this God of Israel, this almighty God defeated the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan. He completely destroyed these people and gave their land to the Israelites. And she heard this God and his people are coming to Canaan to destroy totally the wicked people. So that Israelites may finally possess the land as the Lord promised to Abraham in Genesis 15. The hearts of the Canaanites were melting with fear. As we read in Exodus 15, 14 through 16, the nations will hear and tremble. Anguish will grip the people in Philistia. The chiefs of Edom will be terrified. The leaders of Moab will be seized with trembling. The people of Canaan will melt away. Terror and defeat will fall upon them. By the power of your arm, they will be as still as a stone until your people pass by, O Lord, until the people you bought pass by. Rahab was afraid. Her heart was melting. It is as though the spirit Ruach had left her body. She knew death was coming for all in Jericho. She knew she was surely going to die and her household 
Yet we know she and her household were chosen by God for eternal salvation. And we know this because she believed in the God of the people of Israel. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, sir. So she confessed her faith to the spies to whom she gave hospitality and sent them out safely in a different way. Prince James, the brother of Jesus, knows of no salvation without faith in the true and living God of Israel. So we read in James 2 verse 1, my brothers... As believers, what? In our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. James is not arguing salvation by works without faith. He is arguing for the proposition that we are justified by works and not by faith alone. James 2.24, that's a principle. What he opposes is dead faith. A faith without obedience, without works, without obedience to God's will. That's what he opposes. So she confesses faith in the God of Israel and pleads for salvation. And this is what the Bible says people should do. Deuteronomy 4 verse 39. Acknowledge and take to heart this day that the Lord is God in heaven above and on earth below. There is no other. And this prostitute did believe that. Let me read it to you. Joshua 2 11 through 13. When we heard of it our hearts melted and everyone's courage failed because of you. Now comes the faith affirmation for the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Now then please swear to me by the Lord that you will show chesed, mercy, loving kindness to my family. Because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign, reliable sign, sir. A sign of truth that I can count on. That you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them. And that you will save us from death. She put her faith in God. The only woman cited by the writer to the Hebrews in chapter 11 is this Rahab for her faith. So we read in Hebrews 11 verse 31 by faith the prostitute Rahab because she welcomed the spies was not killed with those who were disobedienced by faith. Rahab believed and she was a Gentile. She believed as Ruth the Moabite did. Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. And the final confession 
most important your god my god also rehab believed us the gentile general from syria naaman believed and we read in second kings 5 and verse 15 then naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of god he stood before him and said Now I know that there is no god in all the world except in Israel please accept now a gift from your servant There is no god except the god of Israel that is still true James does not make reference to her faith but he presupposes as he made clear in chapter 2 verse 24 The Hebrews writer makes reference to her true faith which worked True faith listen friends true faith rests in God and you read several times in the psalm in God we trust therefore we are not afraid True faith reckons The word of God is absolute truth and therefore totally reliable. And further true faith risks everything even one's life in obedience to God. Rahab risked her life by saving the lives of God's messengers. not only she believed god for her salvation she pleaded god for the salvation of her household she had no husband or children but she had her father and mother brothers and sisters and all their families the spies gave them their oath in the name of the god of israel to save her as well as her extended family the gibeonites remember them they were spared but they did not become citizens of israel but rahab and her extended family became privileged citizens of israel Well this is God's program we read in Ephesians 2:19 consequently you gentiles you are no longer foreigners and aliens but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household or Ephesians 3:6 this mystery is that through the gospel the gentiles are heirs together with Israel members together of one body and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus there is no difference What about us? Do we cry out for the salvation of our spouses, children, parents? Do we earnestly desire the salvation of our extended family? Salvation from the wrath of God. Remember Joshua he said as for me and my household we will serve the Lord. A person either serves the Lord or the devil who is the god of this world the devil friends comes to destroy only Jesus saves the promise 
is for us and for our children. Remember the Lord opened the heart of Lydia and the hearts of her household. And they were all saved. The Lord saved the Philippian jailer and also his family. Friends, so let us earnestly ask the Lord to save our households. Pray for them. Live holy life before them. Bear witness to the gospel to them. That they believe in Jesus Christ, be baptized and live an obedient and blessed life as members of God's holy church. Faith comes by hearing the gospel. The merchants told Rahab the story of God's defeat of the Egyptians and deliverance of the Israelites. They told God's utter defeat of kings Og and Sihon. She believed in the true God of Israel. And she was saved and her household. But faith works The messengers were made certain demands of her. Number one, don't tell anyone of our visit. Number two, bring your whole family into your apartment. Number three, they must stay inside. Number four, no one must go out. Number five, you must tie the scarlet cord I am giving to you in the window so that we can come and identify where you live and save you. She gave the spies food. She hid them. She counseled them a safe way to return. She lowered them by a rope to the outside of the city. As St. Paul was lowered in a basket outside the city of Damascus, as we read in 2 Corinthians 11. She tied the scarlet cord in the window. She spoke the gospel to every one of her extended family, and they all believed and followed her to that apartment on the wall of Jericho. They remained inside the house as the Israelites did as they celebrated the Passover. Friends, faith works. Hebrews 11 gives a partial list of the heroes of faith who were also heroes of great works. In this list we see the only heroine of faith with her works Rahab, the prostitute. Finally, sir, Israelites came. The gates of Jericho were shut. But we read, the gates of hell shall not triumph over the church of Christ. The church is coming. The people shouted. The city wall collapsed. Except the portion Of the wall where the house of Rahab was. Joshua 6 we read. At the sound of the trumpet when the people gave a loud shout the wall collapsed. 
So every man charged straight in and they took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with the sword every living thing in it. Men and women, young and old cattle and sheep and donkeys. Except Rahab the prostitute and her extended family. All citizens of Jericho were destroyed except all those who were staying with Rahab in her house marked by the scarlet cord, a symbol of the blood of the Passover lamb. The spies came and saw the scarlet cord and saved Rahab and her household as promised. Rahab became the wife of Salmon and the mother of Boaz. She became one of the four women in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Rahab believed. Rahab obeyed. Rahab and her family were greatly blessed. Friends, faith without works is dead. That is the second point, the conclusion. What is the conclusion? Verse 26 of chapter 2 of James. As the body without spirit is dead. Even so faith without works is dead. Man is dichotomous. Man is spirit and body. When the rich man died. His dead body. They buried with great pomp. But his spirit went to hell to exist in eternal conscious misery. That's where your grandfather is, grandmother is, and all these people are. And your father and all that. Because they hated Jesus Christ. They now believe, sir. They now believe. But his spirit went to hell to exist in eternal conscious misery. The poor Lazarus also died and his spirit having been perfected went to heaven to enjoy conscious eternal enjoyment of communion with God. As was the case of the justified thief on the cross. Remember him. He said Jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered Today you will be with me in paradise. Friends, there is a hell and there is a paradise. And you want to go there, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. A person who claims to believe in Jesus Christ but refuses to obey Jesus is like a body without spirit. Spirit animates the body. When the spirit leaves, the body dies and rots. The body stings. If you touch that, it makes you unclean. Do not, friends, associate with a professing Christian who lives in sin. They make you stink. Such people are a stench before God and his holy church. Dead faith is non-saving faith. Rahab's faith was inseparable from her obedience. 
The faith that trusts is the faith that works. Good works are effects of saving faith. As I said, God who justifies also makes you holy. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And he said in Matthew 10, and anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. In Jesus Christ, friends, we die to sin and we live to God. So St. Paul says, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin. Dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. And then he makes an indicative statement. Listen to this. Because sin shall not be your master. Because you are not under law, but under grace. If you are a Christian, sin is not our master. Jesus Christ is our master. Rahab, a Gentile, the worst sinner, was saved and her family by faith. But listen to this. By unbelief, Achan, an Israelite, and his family perished. Let this be a hope and a warning. Every unbeliever, like St. Paul, is a worst sinner. Jesus came not to save the 99 who pretended to be righteous. He came to save the one who cried out, Have mercy upon me, a sinner. So we read in Matthew 21, listen to this. Which of the two did what his father wanted? Jesus said, I tell you the truth, that tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you righteous Pharisees. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness and you did not believe him but the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. Friends, are you like Rahab, the prostitute, the worst sinner? Their name of Rahab gives you hope. Are you outside of Jesus Christ? Are you outside of the ark? Are you outside of Christ's holy church? You don't have to remain there, sir. Now is the accepted time. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Jesus said so. And he keeps every promise he makes. Now is the accepted time. Today Jesus will save you as he saved Rahab. And you have no certainty about tomorrow. We don't know what happens today. Therefore, first things first. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ 
and you will be saved. Today Jesus will save you as he saved Rahab. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved in your household. Be baptized and be a living member of his holy church. And you shall live in faith and in hope to be with Christ forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to believe that your word is absolute truth. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God and wages of sin is death. But thank God for your salvation plan. Thank God for the Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Christ died for Rahab's sins and our sins and is raised for our justification. Heavenly Father, today you save your people and bring them outside to inside. Inside is the great celebration. Inside is the great feast going on. Inside are the people of God worshiping, praising God. Inside there is hope and there is love. There is blessing. There is help. Inside. Bring us inside. By the mighty drawing of your Holy Spirit. For we pray in Jesus name. Amen.